Welcome to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. My name is Brooke Lindsay and I'm a confidence coach dedicated to supporting women in practicing self-love, reclaiming their confidence and accepting their bodies. What started out as just some body positive posts on Instagram has turned into a passion for empowering women and amplifying their voices. This podcast will challenge society's definition of self-worth and encourage progress, not perfection. You're listening to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Modeling Confidence Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brooke, and I hope you are doing well. I hope you have been modeling your confidence recently because the universe knows that we really need some positive energy around here at the moment. You guys know that I love to keep my podcast really uplifting, positive, motivating, and that's why I have so many amazing women on this podcast to share their knowledge, to uplift you, to motivate you, and to hopefully let you escape from the world every now and again and just put your earbuds in, go for a walk or clean the house or do whatever it is that you do that you need to do to get you through. But I also need to and will always keep it real with you guys. And if you're not feeling confident or you're not feeling okay lately, I want you to know that that is okay. Here in Melbourne, Victoria, lockdown has just been extended and we have now been under lockdown for longer than Wuhan, China. So things are heavy at the moment. And today, when I'll be releasing this episode, it will be Are You Okay Day? And so I wanted to create today's podcast to check in with you guys. Last week I did a mental health awareness training and this week I've done the Are You Okay training and it felt like the perfect time to record a podcast on mental health and to ask you guys, are you okay? Because sometimes we're not okay and that's okay. Now I want to just put a disclaimer out there at the start of this podcast And I want to start by saying that I am a confidence coach. I'm here if you want to work with me one-on-one to help you feel more confident in your body, in your business. I will help you build a deep root of confidence that no one can mess with. I will help empower you, build your self-awareness, your self-esteem. However, I am not a mental health professional, nor do I ever, ever, ever claim to be one. And I just want to make that very clear from the get-go that this podcast is not about necessarily giving you mental health advice because I'm not qualified to do that. This podcast is to share my own personal learnings with you guys. This is what this podcast has always been about is sharing my learnings from the mental health trainings that I've done over the past couple of weeks, but also to share my own personal experiences with you guys. That's also what this podcast is about, is to share what I've gone through to hopefully help you have some takeaways that you can take away and implement in your own lives. Now, I want to share my personal experience with mental health and hopefully shine a light on mental health, because if there's anything I've learned from the mental health awareness trainings that I did, it's that we need to talk about it. Um, And I also want to talk about how I coach myself. 
it can be really difficult to know how to look after our own mental health, our own mental well-being, especially if you're like me and you're in lockdown at the moment, we're secluded and it can be, it can just be really difficult. But I want you guys to know that you should always be your first priority. First and foremost, you know I'm all about self-love and putting your own oxygen mask on before you can help others. So let's jump in. I want to talk about this. I want to normalize mental health and hopefully create less stigma around having or having experienced mental health problems. But I also want to put a trigger warning at the start of this podcast as well, because my own personal experiences do include issues around body image, um, around eating disorders. So if this or the topic of mental health could be triggering for you, maybe check in with me for our next podcast. And if you need help, please reach out for support. I'm sending you so much love and just know that there's nothing wrong with asking for help. If anything, it shows your strength. So with that being said, let's jump in to the topic of today, which is set around Are You Okay Day? Because this podcast will be being released on Thursday, the 10th of September, 2020, and it is Are You Okay Day? And the message around this is there's more to say after Are You Okay? So I thought we should dedicate a podcast chat to this especially in the current climate, because asking isn't easy, but you could change a life by doing so. And so I want you, I wanted to remind you to check in on the ones you love, not only asking on are you okay day, which is today, but whenever your gut is telling you to do so. As women, we have a really, really strong gut instincts. And so I feel like we know when we are capable of asking the question when we should ask the question. And I want to give you some insights and some resources as well in this podcast, because a lot of this information is from the trainings that I've taken from the Are You OK website, which is www.ruok.org.au. So if you want more information, you can check out their website. But I also want to take from my own personal experience as a coach because during my coaching sessions, I always want my clients to know and to understand that, yes, I'm their coach, but I'm also their friend. And I want them to feel completely comfortable, completely open and confident with me. And so I let them know that everything they talk to me about is 100% confidential and non-judgmental always. And when you're going into a chat with someone and you're asking them, are you okay? I think this is really important to keep in mind as well. Now, the following information that I'm going to talk about is from are you okay, the Are You Okay website. And it's about what to do before asking the question, how to listen, how to implement some strategies that are really going to help people if they are struggling when you ask them this question, because I think a lot of us, we just kind of, you know, you know, the typical when we say, oh, how are you going? Or what have, what have you been up to? And we expect the response of, yeah, I'm great. Like I've just been doing the usual. 
But when you genuinely ask this question, you have to be ready for any response. So before asking, are you okay? I want you to imagine how the conversation might go. Take a moment to really visualize the person you want to have the conversation with and also how you might start the conversation, where you will have the conversation and what you will say, because it's great to ask the question when you feel it in the moment, but sometimes it's not always the right setting or it's not, you know, the right time. So if it isn't, you can always check in with them and say, hey, I'd love to chat with you. Can we set up a time or something like that? Because, you know, you want to make sure that they're comfortable to open up to you and that you're comfortable, you're in the right headspace and so are they and all those kinds of things. So once you have all of that taken care of and you are ready to ask the question, are you okay? Make sure that you listen. And this has been such a great learning experience for me as a coach, because what people really need is for you to listen. So don't say things like, I know what you're going through, or you should just look on the bright side, like it'll be fine. They're things that you don't want to hear when you're struggling, but things that you do want to hear if you're struggling from people who are listening to you is, guess what? You're not alone or I'm here for you and how can I help you? So that's how you can show that you're listening and really hearing what the person is responding to you with. And then you should also encourage action. So do ask them, have you spoken to anyone about this? What would help you manage the load if they're really struggling and they're dealing with something like what could help you or what do you think could help resolve that situation? Really getting them to think about ways that could help or what can we change to make life easier for you? Really getting them to think about what's going on, how they can change it, how they can move forward and how we can sort of get to resolve the issue. But it's not about you trying to fix it for them. It's about asking the right questions so that they can really get it off of their chest and start to think about the actions and the ways forward. So you could say to them, if you have experienced something similar, when I was going through a difficult time, I tried this. Or you might find it useful to do this. Because I think when people open up to us, they don't necessarily want us to solve the issue for them. We might not completely understand what they're going through. So it's just about listening, letting them know that you are there for them and helping them figure out ways forward. And then once all of that has been said and done and you've had the conversation, which may have been difficult, make sure that you're checking in with them and you know let them know that we should catch up soon and really make it a point to check up and check in with them and see how they're going with everything and just really be there for them. But if you want more information on this, as I said, you can visit the areyouokay.org.au slash how to ask. And there's so much information on there about helping people through difficult times and how to have conversations with them. So I hope that kind of gets that out of the way and really helps you understand how capable you really are of being very significant, a very significant help for someone in their life just by simply 
asking the question, listening and sort of helping talk them through it and just checking in with them. It's it really, when you break it down, it is four simple steps. It's asking, listening, encouraging action, and then checking in. I now want to jump into my own personal journey with mental health because I know that a lot of you can relate to what I've been through. That's why you're here. That's why you follow me. That's why we've connected. That's why we're friends. That's why I have some beautiful clients is because they relate to my experiences and what I've been through and my ability to help you guys through that. So by sharing my experience, what I really aim to do is just let you know that it's okay. It's normal. You're not weird. You're not unusual. And it's not abnormal to go through these kinds of things. So if you've been following me for a while, you probably already know um, what I've struggled with. But believe it or not, having a negative body image is a mental health issue. It's something that affected a large portion of my life. And I have experience with mental health issues, not only myself, but also in my family. So I have experience dealing with, you know, mental health issues and problems and how to deal with them. But I have been really open about my eating problems and my negative body image issues in the past because I, I know it's nothing to be ashamed of. At the time when you're experiencing it, when you're in it, when you're going through it, you are so ashamed. You feel so alone and just embarrassed. And I want you to know if you are in it at the moment, if you're going through similar things to what I've been through or mental health issues or whatever it may be, that you are normal. And when it comes to mental health, I know we like to put labels on things like I had an eating disorder or I have anxiety or I have depression, but labels are for jam jars, not for people. I absolutely love that quote because it is so true. Don't label yourself as something because that is not you. That is a part of you or your story or your journey or something you might be going through at the moment. But it certainly does not define you and it's nothing to be ashamed of. So growing up when I was a teenager wanting to break into the modeling industry and all of that, I developed a really difficult relationship with food. And there were so many different things or causes that sort of brought this on. But changing our eating habits every now and again, you know, trying different things or seeing what we like, that is normal, right? But if food and eating feels like it's taking over your life, it becomes a problem. And that's what happened to me, essentially. And I had a period of time where all I could focus on was food and exercise and input and outtake and all of that kind of stuff. And at the time, I honestly thought that restricting my eating and exercising daily, like twice a day, like I thought that was healthy. I thought that was normal. And the two things I used to love the most, like growing up, my two favorite things were like food and just being outside, playing, exercise, moving my body. They were like two of my favorite things, right? They quickly became 
all of the negativity in my life. And I spent most of my time just wishing I was skinnier, never feeling good enough and just feeling constantly guilty when I did eat or when I binge ate or when I purged or when I didn't exercise or when I over-exercised. Like, it was just a constant cycle of feeling guilt and shame and like I was alone. Um, and because of all of that, I didn't talk to anyone about it. I was way too embarrassed and I was too embarrassed to ask for help and I never got a medical diagnosis for my eating disorder. But I can clearly see that my eating problems affected me in a lot of ways. I would excessively exercise. I would restrict my eating, which would then lead to me feeling really tired and continuously like unsatisfied with my food. And it often led to me binge eating or fasting or binge eating, then purging and then fasting and just so many unhealthy dieting fads that like if you can think of it I probably tried it and it was just such an unhealthy cycle of just trying to do what people were asking of me to lose the weight to get into the modeling industry and it was just such an unhealthy and sad time in my life and this doesn't mean that I didn't have a great life I honestly had so many things going on that were great but even though I had so many amazing things happening and so many beautiful people in my life, controlling my food, uh, it was controlling my food. It was just my focus. It was, it was just like, no, I couldn't focus on anything else. I can't explain it other than it was like a dark hole and no one could help me get out of it. It just, it made me feel depressed it made me feel tired anxious overwhelmed like no one could really understand I didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about it and I at the end of the day I was just so ashamed and I never wanted anyone to find out and it got to a point where I realized I did I no longer wanted to be in the modeling industry or pursue this career if this is how I was going to always feel and I got to the point where I started to realize this isn't healthy. And so I started to do little things where I would kind of hint to certain people that maybe this could be happening and that I was really struggling. And a lot of the time, because I had hit it so well for so long, people would just say, oh, but you're such a happy person. You would never do anything like that. Or you look amazing. Like, look how healthy and fit you are and I would just go back and forth between putting on weight, losing weight. And when I would lose weight, I would get so many compliments like, oh, my God, you look so amazing. You're so healthy, blah, blah, blah. But I, I knew, you know, at the end of the day, when I went home, like I knew, I knew deep down that what I was doing was not healthy physically, mentally, I was drained, I was tired, and it was no longer worth it for me. And I had to just sit myself down and realize that I was just miserable trying to achieve something that was just never going to happen. And trying to reach that unattainable goal that, you know, so many people had set for me in the industry. And I'm so grateful that in a way I was there for myself 
and I had the mental capability to pull myself out, which I know so many people don't have. And that's why we have to talk about this. And that's why we need to give the resources. And that's why we need to be there for others and ask them, are you okay? Because not everyone can do this for themselves. Now I'm going to talk about a bit about my recovery. And when it came to recovering from my mental health issues and everything I was going through, I was using exercise as a form of self-harm and it was no longer something that I enjoyed or that I loved. It was exercise became something to punish my body for not losing weight or for not being skinny enough. Or, you know, I felt like my body was just failing me. Like, like why, why am I this way? So going from that to slowly recovering when it came, when it came to my recovery. I personally understand why some people need to approach physical activity with caution. And I'm going to talk about this later in the podcast when it comes to six steps that you can use to sort of coach yourself and help yourself get out of a state like this if you're really struggling. And one of them is physical activity because it is so important. But I understand some of us, myself included, really need to proceed with with caution when it comes to physical activity because my recovery has been a lot of self-discovery a lot of self-awareness asking myself how am I feeling being really self-aware of what I'm truly feeling and then discovering why I'm feeling that way and what I do when I want to eat or when I want to eat something like for me now it's just second nature I I eat intuitively, but it took time to get to this place. So how I did that was just asking myself, would I, what do I really, really want to eat right now? And then eating that without feeling guilt, without feeling guilty. And then moving on with my life because you ate a Snickers bar. It's no big deal. It's not the end of the world. Enjoy it and then move on with your life. And I think another thing when it comes to my journey with food is that I actually realized how much I could truly eat in a day. And it was totally normal because I had a point there where I was eating so little calories, I would be starving and then I would binge eat and then I would feel guilty. And then I would go to other extents to try and fix it. And what you realize in, if you've gone through this is these days I eat so like half the time I feel like I just spend half my life just eating and I love food and it's not like I'm just eating junk food or McDonald's or chocolates or like I eat that stuff but I am I've realized that I'm a grazer and I like to snack and having three meals and then snacks as well and all the things in between I actually realized how much I could eat and that was totally normal which for a long time felt really, really weird for me, but it was a part of my journey. And just coming back to the whole recovery, I am so thankful that I had no lasting physical effects that I'm, well, that I'm aware of when it comes to my body. And I've been so happy and healthy for close to almost five years now, but mental health and our journey 
And I tell this to all my clients, it's never ending. When it comes to building confidence, building self-esteem, working on your mental health, working on your mindset, all of these things, the journey is never ending. You are not going to just one day feel self-love, like bang, you love yourself. It's a journey and you work on it every single day and it's just little steps every single day. It's not trying to jump in the deep end because when I was struggling with my mental health, that's what I thought. I thought it was all or nothing. Like either I ate nothing or I binged and then I tried to fix it. Or like it was just, I was exercising every day and working out or I was doing nothing. There was no in between for me. But now I'm much more gentle I'm much more forgiving I'm much more kind with myself and my body and I'm so thankful that I've gotten to this place where I'm back to loving food I'm back to loving exercise and the way it makes me feel and it's nothing to do with how I look and lately I've just been enjoying like really low intensity exercise like yoga going for walks around my neighborhood and just stretching because it's freezing cold here in Melbourne and we're in lockdown. And so I try and get outdoors for my hour of exercise. But if I don't, I'm okay with that. I just take it really easy and I'm being really gentle with my body because our bodies are going through it at the moment. But when it comes to moving our bodies and when it comes to physical activity, I move now in a way that just feels really good. Instead of trying to change how I look, I have really gotten to love learning to just appreciate my body for what it is and for what it can do. And I and I just put a quote up on my Instagram. If you don't follow me, I'm at by Brooke Lindsay. You can check it out. It was a quote from um, Amber from Non Airbrush Me on Instagram. And she said, why would I hate the cellulite on my legs when I can run, dance, jump, all of those things? And when she said that, I was just like, yes, like just appreciating what our bodies do for us and not just how they look is being game changing for me. And as well, during this time, I've loved setting challenges for myself, like learning to do a headstand the other day. And when I set my mind to something, I will do it. And after I did it, I just felt so accomplished. I felt so strong and beautiful in my body and just really happy and fulfilled. And I exercise because I love my body and not because I hate it anymore. Like just, I could almost cry. I'm probably gonna cry. <laughs> just thinking about the ebbs and flows in my life and how I've gone from being a young child and just loving life and loving myself and being content and happy in who I am from a young teen, people telling me I'm too loud or I'm too obnoxious or I'm too confident or I'm too tall or I'm too this and too that and trying to diminish, I was trying to diminish myself to make myself smaller, to make myself less loud, to make myself shorter, to make myself skinnier, all these things and going through that time in my life and then, you know, hating my body and hating myself and being in such a dark place to now sort of being way out of that and my journey slowly out of that, but to now where I'm so thankful for my body and I love every inch of it and the fact that I get to walk and talk and enjoy every single day and you guys being in that place, if you're not there yet or if you're on your way there, and believe me, I have so far to go, but it is just a feeling of peace. 
And that's what life should be, you guys. It should just be just in a peace where you're just living your life for you and you're happy and you're content. Oh my goodness. Like I did not expect to go there with you guys today, but it, it's a beautiful place to be. Um, and coming back to just the whole mental health and everything that's going to help us moving my body helps reduce stress for me. It also improves my mood. It improves everyone, anyone who exercises, it'll help reduce stress. It'll help improve your mood. It helps with sleep. Physical activity is good when you don't abuse it. And it is such an important part of not only our physical, but also our mental well-being. And so I hope that you guys are getting outdoors. You're moving your body in a way that feels good for you. Now, that is my story. We are moving on from that. I cannot deal with <laughs> any more emotional brook on this podcast episode. And believe me, I've gotten to a place where I'm totally okay to cry. Like I used to be a hard ass bitch. And now I'm just like, if you want to cry, girl, you go ahead and cry because feeling and being self-aware and being in that moment is totally okay. So if you have to cry, cry your heart out, girl, and just move on. It is not a big deal. But now what I want to talk about is taking care of and coaching, being able to coach yourself. Because this is where it all started for me, where I started to coach myself and move through any issues I was dealing with. And I want you guys to be able to do the same. So I want to talk about how you can coach yourself. So before you can help anyone else, remember that you have got to be in the right headspace. Before you can look out for others and ask, are you okay? You need to look out for yourself and that's okay. It's totally okay. And if you're not in the right headspace or you don't think that you're the right person to have a conversation with someone and you can see they're struggling, try to think of someone else who maybe is in that person's support network who could talk to them and just say, hey, listen, could you talk to this person? I think they may be struggling. So I want to give you six ways that you can take care of your mental well-being during this time. And we've already talked about the first one. So I'm going to just glaze over this quickly. And this is being active. When I say being active, you know, I've just spoken about all about this. Moving your body in a way that feels good for you. Because regular regular physical activity is amazing. We see it all on all the ads, you know, that about COVID and lockdown, move your body and connect with others, all these things, right? So it is important and it lowers our rates of depression, anxiety across all age groups. It doesn't matter how old you are. Exercise is essential for slowing age-related cognitive decline as well and for just overall well-being. So it is really, really important. But just keep in mind what I said earlier, approach it with, you know, However you need, if you need to approach with caution, do so. Exercise is an opportunity to move our bodies in a way that feels good. It shouldn't be seen as something that we have to do that we hate. So find ways that feels good for you. Why not dance, roller skate, walk the dogs, or just simply take the stairs. Do things that help you move your body. The second thing to start taking care and coaching yourself is to take notice. Take note of your surroundings. How do they make you feel? Are you in 
or creating an environment that feels good to you, really take note of what's around you and what's going on. And then once you do that, you can start to make changes. The third thing is to be self-aware. This has been major in my own self-development. Have you asked yourself recently, how am I feeling? Like for real, ask yourself right now, how am I feeling? Am I feeling cold? Am I feeling hot? Am I feeling positive, negative? Right now, in this moment, how do you feel? Are you able to step away and look at yourself and your life without judgment or without the need to be right or wrong or have things perfect? Are you able to step back and just observe and be self-aware and then do the things that are going to help you move through everything, everything it is that you are feeling? The fourth thing is to give to others. And this is another big one for me because for me, giving is receiving. And it may seem really cliche, but I think as humans as well, not just me, but as humans in general, we feel our best when we are able to help others. And for me, it is massive when I'm able to help other women feel confident, feel beautiful and capable within themselves. And that's why I love coaching women. That's why I love being a confidence coach and I love what I do. And it's so important in life. People with a greater interest in helping out others are more likely to rate themselves as happy. And that's what statistics shows, right? So be generous with your time. And if someone needs to talk, be there for them. Listen, ask them the question, are you okay? Uh, number five is to connect with others. Now we all know this, like this is going back to primitive times where we needed to be surrounded by others so that we could be protected from the lions and we could have our group and all of that stuff, right? We want to be a part of the herd. And when it comes to our social relationships, they are critical for promoting our well-being. And once again, I used to be like a hard-ass bitch. Like, I don't need no man. I don't need anyone in my life. I can do this myself, blah, blah, blah. That's the place I was in when I was really struggling. But being together and connecting with others and even just as simple as asking someone how their day is going, spending time with others, spending, you know, time on your breaks, chatting to your colleagues and not just, you know, sitting by yourself, make an effort for yourself and for others as well. Check in with the ones that you love, FaceTime with them. I know I've been FaceTiming my sister a lot lately and all of my family for that matter, but just check in with the ones you love and connect. Number six is to learn. And I will always promote this to you guys when it comes to your own self-development and your own journey, you have to be willing to put in the work and it doesn't have to be hard when you're going on your walks for your exercise, you could be learning as well. I love listening to books on Audible. I love listening to other podcasts and it's just great to create that growth mindset where you are thriving and continuing to learn and grow from others and people who are knowledgeable in this kind of stuff. That's why I've done the mental health awareness training. That's why I did the Are You Okay day, um, how to ask Are You Okay day training because I'm not an expert in mental health, but I want to learn. I want to continue to learn, to grow, to help others, to help myself, to be self-aware and to continue to learn. So continued learning 
it, it helps enhance our self-esteem, our confidence. It encourages the social interaction to, you know, give to others, to connect with others. And the practice of setting goals, which is related to adult learning in particular, has been strongly associated with high levels of well-being. So it's proven, guys, these things are not just coming out of my, <laughs> they're not just coming out of my ass, okay? Like, I've done the research, I've done the trainings, I'm aware, I'm I'm in it, right? I've experienced it myself. I have people around me that have experienced it and are experiencing, you know, mental health issues. And it's okay, but these things are going to help you. They're going to help you become, you know, be able to coach yourself because there's nothing worse than feeling alone and depressed or anxious and not being able to coach yourself through it. So let's take a deep breath. Let's all take a deep breath. Let's take one big deep breath in and out let's do one more together for good measure big deep breath in deep breaths really help guys so when it comes to our learning why not try something new take an online course work with a coach if you want to work with me i'm here for you guys or read a book listen on audible there are so many resources as well, you guys, that I'm going to share with you. So if some conversations, so I, first of all, I hope those six things really helped you. Just to summarize, they were, they were to be active, to take notice, be self-aware, give to others, connect with others and to learn. And those key things are really going to help you take care during this time and to help coach yourself when you might be struggling. Again, I'm not an expert. These are things that have helped me. These are things that I've taken bits and pieces from recent trainings. So I hope that they can help. Now, moving on to some resources. And when it comes, we're, we're circling back around to are you okay? Some conversations are too big for family or for friends to take on alone, right? People, some people, we go through serious shit in life because Life ain't always easy, okay? It's not meant to be, and that's okay. But if you or someone you know has been really, really low for more than two weeks, it is time to please contact a professional as soon as you can. So if you want to get expert help, again, you can visit the Are You Okay website, which is www.ruok.org.au forward slash find help. And on this page, you're going to find a whole list of resources for immediate support like Lifeline, Beyond Blue, Kids Helpline, 1-800-RESPECT. There's so many resources on here that are going to help you with whatever it is you might be struggling with. So definitely check it out. And as we've seen every, <laughs> I feel funny saying this because we see it everywhere. We're all in this together, right? Because we are literally every single person on the planet is going through tough times at the moment. We're all in lockdown. We've got the coronavirus happening everywhere in the world. And so we are all in this together. And all I can think of is Q high school musical song where it's like, we're all in this together. Yes, we are. Did anyone else grow up on high school musical? Love Zach Efron, gotta love him. And Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens, love them. 
But the point is, we are all in this together, no matter how cliche it may seem. And so if you are struggling or you want to continue your self-development or your self-love or build your confidence, if you're struggling with low self-esteem, I am here for you guys. Do you guys always know this? And I do have two spots open for one-on-one coaching in September. So if you do want to continue learning, working on your confidence, getting to know yourself and just continuing your journey, then you can book in a free consult with me on bybrooklindsay.com and then going to my personal coaching page. Or you can just connect with me on Instagram at bybrooklindsay and we can have a chat over there. So please feel free to do that. And please don't be afraid to ask, are you okay? It is Are You Okay Day and so we should reach out to those we love. And I mean, I love seeing people saying just online, are you okay? But genuinely with the people in your life, ask them, are you okay? Be ready to listen, be ready to encourage action and to seek the right help and then be ready to check in. So I want to end this podcast by saying that if you are here and you've listened to this podcast, you've gotten through the 30 or 40 minutes that it's been now, I want you to know that you are bloody amazing. You're amazing because you're continuing to learn and develop your knowledge and you're doing the work and you should be very proud of that. I know I'm proud of you. If you know anyone who might need to listen to this podcast, please share it with them, send it to them, send them love, say, girl, I'm thinking of you, girl, boy, whoever it may be. I'm thinking of you. I love you. Are you okay? Do we need to have a chat? Don't be afraid, but remember to take care of yourself as well. I hope you're doing well in these hard times. If you did enjoy this podcast, I would love if you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you have a chance to leave me a rating, a review, I would love you so much for it. I appreciate you guys. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at bybrooklindsay or on my website, bybrooklindsay.com. Again, if you guys do need help, if it is serious, you can check out and find help on the ruok.org.au website and reach out, ask for support. There's people around you. You are not alone. I love you. I'm sending you so much love and I will speak to you in the next podcast episode.